now that those pesky holidays are out of the way, it's time to get into some real fun and talk about Alabama playing for the national championship again. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, as you can see, I'm back in the land of the living. Um, hey, welcome back. My Welcome throat back. feels a little better. My congestion is down a little bit. And COVID, you lose again, buddy. Um, <laughs> oh, always oh two about, against Luke. Yeah, oh, oh two against Luke. I'm, man, I'm undefeated in the conference, I'm telling you. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, the, some of these other diseases have always gotten me down. It, me and Elijah Pritchett. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it, look, I, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Uh, I, won't, I won't go into that. Everybody knows about it. Everybody read about it. I'm sure that was pretty pretty awful for, for him to have to deal with it. I, you know what? I'll tell you this uh, because we didn't even bring it up, but it's kind of sucks that that even got put out in the public for real. Right? That she didn't... filed charges, so. I know. Once, but she, I mean... once she filed the charges, that's public record it it is because it it does feel like not minimizing what happened we don't know but it does feel like a boyfriend girlfriend dispute sort of thing and 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 that should be private but i I understand uh of course we don't know all the all the details and it's a good thing we don't we don't we don't need to know those details i'm that way all the time and i know that a lot of the listeners want to know you know everything and i i get that but some some things are better left unsaid, as the song says. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, look, on to look, and here's the good news. He's out of the transfer portal and he's back with Alabama. And I love having him on the teams or whatever. Um Yeah, real contender to start in 2024 at right tackle, I believe. I, re- I I'm telling you, I do feel really, really bad for him. That's not gonna go away. I mean, pe- yeah, people fans on the road right and the SEC are gonna be ruthless. And that sucks. Um, but I'll tell you, fans on the road were ruthless. And I know this is a totally different situation to uh, Brandon Miller. And he's come out on the other side, you know, shining right. like a new dime or penny or quarter or whatever. It, which is like several million of them. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it, you got to go through some rocky moments to, to come out on top. But anyway, we, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. That's not exactly the time for it. But – uh, no time is for it. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit before we get into We're going to get into a lot of Michigan talk this week. But Alabama had such a day yesterday from alums in the NFL. Let me, let me tell you, this is a true story. So I'm in my fantasy football league playoff. I'm the worst team in our playoff. I snuck in, like backdoored my way into the playoff and true Alabama fashion. And I'm playing the number one uh-huh. seed who's got like everybody. They're just a badass team. And I, at the last moment yesterday, I was like, look, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with my BAMs. I'm going to go out with my BAM players. And I had, for the most part, kept Amari Cooper on the bench all year because every time I started him, he didn't do well. Every time I benched him, he seemed to do all right. But I was like, at the last minute, I'm talking about with 10 minutes to go until the first game, I put Amari Cooper in. He got me 51.5 points yesterday. Now, when you add in him and Brees Hall, who I also have, who hadn't done much this year, he got me 41 points. I didn't have to do much else. Now, hang on for a 160 to 158 win. Uh, and so I'm moving wow. on to our Super Bowl 
I mean, this is the equivalent awesome. of Loyola Chicago awesome. in the Final Four, really. It is. <laughs> and um, so Amari Cooper. I'll be your sister. Game. I'll be your sister, Maureen. <laughs> I forgot her name. I'm glad you said that joke. I'm not, I'm not even a thousand percent sure Maureen's right. I'm pretty sure though. <laughs> Maureen doesn't sound right, but uh, I Maureen doesn't say that. Um, I went to Catholic school growing up, and I think we had a sister Maureen, so that might have been where I got that from. Um, anywho, he had a day yesterday. It was so good to see. And you know the thing about Coop? Man, he's so effortlessly good. And, like, he just outruns people whenever he needs to. And, and yesterday he caught a 75-yarder. It seemed like somebody was about to catch him. He was sort of jogging. He's like, let me just speed up a hair just enough to make sure this guy doesn't catch me. And he does. He just he set the single season, excuse me, the single game record for receiving yards for a Cleveland Brown player. I mean, pretty awesome. huge, pretty big yeah, deal. They've been they've been around a while too. That's not yeah. a new franchise. Derrick Henry scores a touchdown on the ground. Also, I bet on Derrick Henry to score a touchdown on the ground. By the way, you can do things like that. You can do things like that on on FanDuel. By the way. Um, and prize picks and other things like that. You can like, they're fun. Um, but he also threw for a touchdown pass. Derrick Henry is something like five of seven for like four touchdowns in his career passing. He has like the, or five touchdowns, maybe like he has the best passer rate, or maybe seven of nine with five touchdowns. I think that's what it is with a passer rating of like eight gazillion, because that's unbelievable. Um, He's just, these are two guys that are going to end up being in the Hall of Fame, Jimmy. Oh, I believe you know, Derrick Henry and Coop both, uh, especially Derrick Henry, who, uh, who I think, you know, one day I talk about this all the time, maybe the best high school running back in history, goes to college, one of the best running backs to ever win a Heisman in college history, now one of the great running backs in NFL history. I mean, Derrick Henry is just simply on the short list of the great running backs of all time in the sport. And uh, that that's really cool. A lot of Bama guys. Uh, I just saw Marlon Humphrey intercept a ball a short while ago. And uh, man, a lot of Alabama guys had big weekends. But that's it's kind of par for the course. Jalen Hurts had a nice uh, nice come bounce back game after a couple of bad ones. But Hurts was uh, great for the Eagles uh, over the weekend too. You know he was good for a while, and then he threw a really really bad pad, pad uh, pick six just earlier today. Um, yeah. I think his, his receiver fell down. I yeah. think his receiver fell down, but I'm not sure about he, that. He slipped. He slipped. Yep. It, it was for um the, the tight end that, that uh, he did slip down. Godert. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because uh, he did end up getting the win. He scored another touchdown himself. He also hooked up. I mean, it's so fun to see him hook up with uh, Devontae Smith, and, and he got a nice yep. uh, touch, touchdown. Seven yarder. Yeah, it was nice. I wonder if he- yeah yeah great a uh, great weekend again for Alabama and uh, wow just just wow Tua uh, Tua was okay know, big, big, he was okay big game I mean it was such a big stage you know uh, against the Cowboys I, I, I bet no telling how many people watched that game nationally oh, I mean God. I mean that, that was a that was a huge stage and it was sort of disappointing in a great game sort of disappointing in that there weren't that many touchdowns. Right, right. Not high scoring, but yeah. but uh, really good. Boy, the NFL getting down to uh, crunch time. There are just two weekends left uh, in the NFL regular season. So good luck to Luke next week in his fantasy Super Bowl. I, I will be in the fantasy Super Bowl. I have 0% chance because there's no mm-hmm. way Amari Cooper is duplicating that. <laughs> and I need Amari Cooper and Brees Hall to do exactly what they just mm-hmm. did, which has no chance of happening. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's so, it really is so much fun to see 
guy. And Julio Jones actually had a catch today for the Eagles again. Um, it's just uh, Mac uh, Mac Wilson almost had a big time interception uh, last night for the Patriots in their win. I mean, he came really close to to making a great interception. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey just had an interception for Baltimore. I mean, like right. just a minute ago. So, right. just it's so awesome to see all these guys doing so well. Yep. Very excited, and of course, uh, Alabama will be well represented in the twenty twenty four draft, and we will spend a lot of time talking about that. But let's get this season over with first, and uh, relish every second of it. I mean, uh, Alabama in the college football playoff again. Jimmy, we're going to talk about um, eBay Motors here in a second, but when we come back, what I really want to focus on is some, particularly one name out of the transfer portal that will be familiar to guys that keep up with recruiting. Right now, though, I want to tell everybody about eBay Motors. I know how much everybody out there loves eBay Motors because you listen to me. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. <clears throat> so, Jimmy, talking about the transfer portal, uh, some guys that are in there, you know, <laughs> my number one want, and I've I really am not sure if Alabama's even pursuing him as Evan Stewart. I'm going to keep bringing his name up. Hopefully somebody on the staff will hear me talking about it. Go, maybe Luke's on to something. I think Evan Stewart's awesome. I'll love to get him off the portal. We'll deal with that later. But uh, Damani Jackson from USC, who Alabama had a great shot at when he was being recruited, mm-hmm. and Michigan had a great shot at when he was being recruited. He chooses USC. I mean, look, it makes some sense because he's from California. It makes no sense if you want to learn how to play defense. And I think he's figured that part out, and he's leaving USC. Alabama's involved. What do you think our chances are? Uh, Fairly good. I think this is a a portal guy that uh, Alabama does have interest in. Uh, You know, there's always moving parts to whether you're going to bring somebody in out of the portal, including NIL, because a lot of of kids in the portal, not all of them, but a lot. A lot of kids in the portal are in the portal specifically to make an NIL splash. And Alabama is most often not going to be the right marriage there if that's at the top of the kids' wish list. So uh, Alabama has to ascertain that first when they're kicking the tires. And then it's a matter of need. I mean, let's remember, yeah, Dominey's good. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously a five-star type coming out of high school. Uh, but then you look at what you got coming back. Is Terrion Arnold coming back? I mean, to, to me, the need for Dominey is almost tied into is Terrion coming back? Uh, if he is, you got Terrion, you got Trey Amos, you got uh, Earl Little, who's poised to uh, to make a run. Uh, Des Ricks is a guy that Alabama's super high on, redshirted this past year. He was maybe the top cornerback in the country in his class. He's probably ready to make a big splash. Also, Dominey, of course, he's at USC and a little tainted by how bad that defense is. But uh, 
Alabama's going to have to watch extensive tape of Dominey's 12 performance, 12 performances as a, as a freshman. And uh, my understanding is there was a lot of struggle moments for him, uh, though he did play. It wasn't always great, but you know, that, that USC defense is sort of, you know, you got to kind of take it all with it with a grain of salt. So uh, I do think this is one Luke where unlike most kids in the portal, I think this is one where there will be some interest from Alabama uh, I, I don't think this is going to be an NIL situation that puts Alabama out of the running. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I think it's we don't have information of BOL that makes me believe that uh, this is imminent or it will happen. I just think this is one that we ought to, as fans, watch and monitor because this is something that could happen. Uh, I don't think Evan Stewart will happen, uh, but but I think Dominique Jackson might. All right. I mean – <clears throat> I can live with that. Is there anybody else portal wise? I mean, there's got to be, you would have to think um, missing out on Jordan Seaton, right. maybe a tackle. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would look at positions and think offensive tackle is going to be a spot Alabama's really interested in. I also think DB and that's where Dominic's coming in. You know, uh, I think DB is a spot Alabama might be interested in. Uh, I would also think the defensive line, although, You've sort of addressed that with Overton. Maybe pass rusher. Alabama was very interested in signing Trey Moore, uh, but Trey Moore, uh, you know, in, in the end, Trey Moore uh, kind of wanted that bag, as as the kids say, and uh, I think that that played a part in in his decision. Uh, but I do think pass rusher makes sense for Alabama. So there's a few spots out there, but in terms of specific names, the only name we have right now that we feel at BOL. That uh, that hey, this this could really happen is uh, Dominic Jackson. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, after missing on Trey Moore, missing on the kid from Tennessee that went to uh, Ole Miss. You know, obviously not even really being involved with Walter Nolan. Um, if you if we're not involved with Evan Stewart, I don't I don't know who out there. I mean, there are a lot of there's some sexy quarterback names, at least sexy to an extent. I mean, like you know, seven and a half out of tens. Um, but, I mean, there's nobody that's like a slam dunk. I mean, the, the slam dunks to me were Walter Nolan, Evan Stewart. Uh, I, I'd put uh, Jackson up there as a – not a slam dunk, but he's an easy layup. Uh, he was – you know, you have to distinguish, you know, I, th- I think the real interesting thing is watching the tape of his freshman year, which I have not done myself, but Alabama's got to do that, right? I mean, you can't – you can't – now that a kid has played a year of college football, you look at that more so than you looked at – it well, wow, look at him in the 10th grade. I mean, that's uh, uh, entirely irrelevant now. You've but, got tape of him playing college football. So that's going to, that's what's going to kind of rule the day. What did he look like as a freshman? Okay. And that's true. But I also think you have to factor in number one, how was he being taught? And the answer is probably right. not well. And you have to factor that in. <laughs> but that also factors into the sense of can I unteach what has been taught, which was poor. Well, what's, what's also and interesting then, about about you know his position coach uh, Dante Jackson, who has a, a national reputation, he signed with USC because he wanted to play for Dante Jackson. I mean that that was why he chose USC over Alabama and Michigan in the first place. And weirdly, Dante Jackson has moved on to Georgia. So my first thought was when he left the USC staff to be Georgia's new DB coach, I'm like, well, Dominique Jackson's followed him to USC. He's going to follow him to Georgia. But that does not appear right now uh, to be the case, which is super interesting. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, well, the other thing, Jimmy, I think you got to factor in is 
where he was playing, which was in the Pac-12. And if you're thrust into duty, right. when and you're playing the likes of Bo Nix and the high-flying Oregon offense, right. uh, Washington and Michael Penix, um, you're playing right. DJ Uyunglele at Oregon State. You've got uh, Arizona, which is certainly having a bit of a resurgence. I mean, on down the line, the, the Pac-12 had the best lineup of quarterbacks in the country. Now, I, I still don't think they're the best conference, but it, they're, they're obviously not the best conference now. They're not even a conference. But yeah, um, the fact he wasn't a great player doesn't matter. That bother. doesn't matter. That wasn't matter. That didn't matter. It wasn't a great player. But what you're looking for is. Was he and does he have impressive traits? Uh, and for a freshman, how did he how did he hold up? For instance, I think we all know uh, as a junior, Kool Aid McKinstry is one of the best cornerbacks in the country. As a freshman, he was fine, he was okay, he was pretty good. He just showed a lot of potential like, wow, Kool Aid's gonna be something down the road. That's what you're kind of looking for when you watch Dominique's freshman film at USC. How does he project down the road? Uh, and and Thankfully, college tape's a lot better in high school tape because you get to see him matched up against Romeo Dunza, you know, at Washington. And you get to see him matched up against, uh, you know, elite college talent. So the evaluation's actually easier. I think it's one of the reasons that Alabama jumped all over Tyler Steen a couple of cycles ago from Vanderbilt is you had excellent tape against SEC competition. You sort of knew exactly what you were getting when when you brought in Tyler Steen. Yeah, there, there was no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I would, I would take Jackson in a heartbeat. So I'm, I'm certainly potentially excited about that. All right, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to start talking about Alabama, Michigan, just get into the, uh, the very beginnings of this game is we're only a week out. And so everybody better be getting ready because, uh, here it comes and we're back. So Jimmy, Alabama in the Rose bowl, Excuse me. I'm still not 100% over this COVID thing, y'all. Um, Alabama all-time in the Rose Bowl is 5-1-1. One, and one. Do you know that they count the Rose Bowl win for us over Notre Dame in 2020, yeah. even though we played it in Texas? It was the Rose Bowl. It was the Rose Bowl. I didn't realize that, mm-hmm. but I guess they did. Um, it was the Rose Bowl. We're pretty good there for the most part. And um, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. digging that a lot. And, you know, one thing that I'm learning just beginning to get into some Michigan stuff, I, I know that it's going to be hard to convince Alabama fans that that El- Michigan's on the same plane as Alabama athletically. And, and I would still agree with that, that Alabama is probably superior athletically. However, Michigan's got a bunch of dudes who have started a lot of games. They have a ton of experience. And sometimes that can be a lot better to have in a moment like this. That is one thing that has frightened me on the periphery, just the beginnings of looking at this game. Yeah, they're a veteran bunch. They're also a veteran bunch in big spots like offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, quarterback. Uh, As you know, the two running backs are good players in Corum and Donovan Edwards. Uh, You know, I think Alabama fans look at that schedule that they played. And let's admit, their schedule is not good. I mean, they they played no one in the non-conference that was threatening uh, and the only teams in the Big Ten that look kind of daunting in any way are Ohio State and Penn State, uh, to some extent Iowa, but not really. I mean, I was just good on one side of the ball, um, you know, but they haven't really been tested a lot. Uh, but in Michigan's defense, in most of the games that they played, yeah, they were playing against somebody out. Man, well, Michigan beat the crap out of them. I mean, they, they beat teams badly 
uh, for a big chunk of the season, particularly early. Uh, so they did what good teams do, which is easily dispatch uh, outman teams. Uh, but this Michigan team it is good. I mean, I, I know you can't – the numbers that they put up have to be viewed relative to who they played. But the numbers they put up are impressive. And defensively, this is a very – I would tell you, Luke, defensively, this is the exact same challenge Alabama faced against Georgia, against Texas A&M, and against Texas, the three best defenses Alabama played this year, Longhorns, Aggies, Bulldogs. I think the Wolverines um, belong on that list. Uh, just a real challenging defense to play. Offensively, I like this matchup for Alabama. I mean, in terms of how def Alabama's defense matches up against Michigan's offense because they're going to want to run the ball and I think that plays into Alabama's hands a little bit uh, in terms of the way Michigan's going to run the ball. It's not going to be misdirection like Auburn and a lot of new things Alabama wasn't really prepared for. They'll be well prepared for, for Michigan. But I, I do like how Alabama's defense matches up against Michigan's offense. And I think this is going to be a low-scoring tight game. We'll have predictions later in the week. But uh, I think it's going to be tight. Let, let me – Put it when I talk about experience and I talk about uh, so you, I think you're right. And I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because the first thing I do is look at their schedule and go, they didn't play anybody. And that's true. The, the bad news for that is that means maybe they're not as beat up, you know, with just the normal wear and tear that you can't see. You know, look, I'm driving a Ford Explorer right now that uh, looks pretty doggone new, but I know it's got 40,000 miles on it because I go back and forth to Birmingham, Lake City just about every day. So, and I know I can feel some little dings in there that like just an average person go, wow, this car's in great shape, but I know, but you know, just having driven it so much. And I think that's sort of the same thing that they've been able to probably get some extra rest in there, sneak in an extra quarter or two of rest for starters. By the way, I saw a stat that said, 14 of their starters have started all 13 games. That's pretty big. Wow. I don't know what Alabama's is. It. I don't even know. we'd. Have, but look, I know we hadn't started the same offensive line all the time. I know we hadn't started the same quarterback all the time. We hadn't started the same running back all the time. We hadn't started the same wide receivers all the time. So, I mean, I can tell you several positions off the top, top of my head that I know are right now. Some of us for injuries. Some of us were benching. Some of us were whatever. doesn't matter. My point is Michigan's had that continuity. And I think that goes a long way in a game like this because I think, look, one of the things about Alabama's uh, reputation and the way that they've been able to beat people uh, so handily low these many years under Nick Saban, we're usually up eight to nothing before we get off the bus because people <laughs> see us walk on the field a la 2012 against Notre Dame, and they go, Notre Dame ain't got a shot in this puppy. And they didn't. And Notre Dame knew it. Well, right. You know, if Michigan is – if you've got a bunch of guys that have played a lot of college football and started a lot of games, they might not be quite as intimidating. Let's also remember, this is a Michigan team that's been to the last two playoffs. I mean, they've been to the last two playoffs. Mm -hmm. We haven't. And so that, right. that's got to count for something. Yeah, and J.J. McCarthy such a good player. Right. You know, one thing when – I, when I think about that – Well, 20... I think I've lost Jimmy here momentarily. Right. Hopefully right. he will be coming back. Uh, or maybe I lost me. Right. I'm not even sure right. at this point. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Because Hello. sometimes – uh, things just Hello. happened, but uh, Jimmy is back now. I'm back. Okay. Sorry. We're just had a, some sort of a technical glitch there, but um, you know, one difference between this Michigan team, that 2012 Notre Dame team to me is JJ McCarthy uh, Notre Dame in 2012 played a redshirt freshman and Everett Golson was the quarterback. And I think that game was just over his head. Alabama was just too good 
defensively. Uh, but J.J. McCarthy's not going to, uh, uh, you know, he, he he's not going to cower in fear here. I mean, this is a good quarterback. He's going to play in the NFL. Uh, right, good passer plus athlete. I hope that is Jimmy, and I hope it's not me because I'm the one controlling all the controls. So what we're going to do here, Jimmy, is we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We're going to talk more Michigan tomorrow. Um, my voice will be better by then. Uh, this is about all my voice has got left in me. I appreciate all you guys a ton for sticking through us. I hope everybody got everything they wanted for Christmas. I really do. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. I know my kids are thrilled to death. I got them some. I got my daughter an autograph shirt from uh, Jalen Milrow and Terry and Arnold and mother daughter the autograph picture from fun stuff, and they loved all that. So uh, really a fun Christmas. I just hope everybody had a great holiday season like I did, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.